0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Tychar and a Wheel of Time podcast. I'm Will, and I'm Sam. And today we are uh, going off topic. Um, we're going to be chatting about um, various things, you know, whatever, whatever kind of we feel like we want to. Will. I feel about. the need to
1: set the record straight at the outset of this off-topic episode. Mm-hmm. Somehow, in our previous off-topic episode we did not talk about a certain television program yeah. on Amazon I mean, Prime. And I just want to say, before we get into it, I think that says it all, doesn't it really? <laughs> that we didn't even like, it didn't even make enough of an impact. And to be well, fair, it had been long enough. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it had been I'm, I'm It'd been, a been a while, but yeah, it what? just
0: fell right out of pop culture. Kind of it's just, funny because I thoroughly enjoyed it while it was going on and i kind of was that. back and
1: forth but yeah
0: please. yeah yeah i mean you know i'm i'm, I'm still in a space of well I'm, I'm curious because it sounds like i enjoyed it more than you but yeah i think so if, and if just to be clear out, everyone
1: we, we're talking about rings of power <laughs> the yeah. lord of the rings television show on amazon just yes and yeah. like I after, literally, because in the last off-topic, we're like, you know, maybe there was something else we were going to talk about. And then like the next day, texted Will,
0: I was like, we didn't talk about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and I was like, how did we not talk about the Lord of the Rings show last like, month? It was
1: like, like jabbering on about the about hot ones on YouTube. <laughs> like, this, yeah. this major fantasy show comes out and we just neglect it. To, anyway, yeah, yeah
0: so. it sounds like you you were a little lukewarm on it. Um, I was.
1: I I don't know, man. I. I don't know if I expected more or less, you know. From the beginning, I was like, I really hope the strange. Oh, wait. Yeah, I guess should we say spoilers? Spoilers. For, yeah, spoilers for the whole for first. The whole spoilers season. for the first season of Rings of Power. We have to. I mean, to be able to talk about this. Yeah. I wanted. To, I was just like, I don't want the stranger to be Gandalf. You know, from the very beginning, I was like, this just seems too on the nose. And so that was disappointing to me a little bit. Like, why like, can't we just be some other wizard? Like, I mean, there are no other wizards, you know, like, right. Um, I mean, there are, are. there totally are. And that's the kind of is like the timeline being kind of screwed up. The fact that it just feels to me a little bit like they didn't, I, did, did it, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here. They
0: didn't quite get the rights to just remake the movies, right? Like they had to do something no, different. They, well, they didn't have, they don't have the Silmarillion, which is part of the reason why this is, a little more it's
1: like fan fiction man yeah like, it's, it's feels definitely like homebrewed it. like
0: yeah. more i mean th- this is this is the segment of time that uh we have the least from from tolkien himself about yeah yeah which I, yeah, is for some part, reason part i thought it was it.
1: i was thinking it was gonna be more like in the Cimmerillian era for some reason i don't know why i thought that yeah. and i didn't have any reason to think that but yeah just like oh these are we're just getting all these characters we we know and that's fine i guess and you know and it's like ah, i don't know um yeah. just so many beats it felt like we're we're trying to make a tv show version of the movies you yeah. know like like let's have a you know female frodo and you're know, like ugh, that's fine i guess yeah I don't know. I yeah. just wasn't
0: buying what they were selling, I guess. Sure. Yeah. What What's your the main thing you're saying is that there was nothing really original there. Yeah, 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 exactly. That, I think, is largely fair. Um, I mean,
1: I liked Caladriel. I didn't mind mm-hmm. her. I mean, she was very intense, and that was okay. I mean, uh, but yeah, I just wanted, I wanted a, a new story. I wanted something totally yeah. different.
0: Um, I rather think, than where in the world is Sauron? <laughs> yeah, we all were waiting for hot Sauron to show up. Right, right. Um, the whole time. There were, there were several things that I liked about it that I think anything that I might have otherwise been bothered by because they got the, the handful of things. One of them is production design mm-hmm. in general, I thought was pretty great.
1: Yeah, I don't have now, a
0: problem with that. Yeah. yeah. And that I mean that to me was one of the things I loved the most about Peter Jackson films is how much the props and costumes and sets made it feel like a real place. And and when I'm talking about the Peter Jackson films I am talking about Lord of the, the Rings not Yeah. Not, not the, the Hobbit. Hobbit. The, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, um, although you know Megan would point out every time that like some of the soldiers were just wearing shirts with prints on them to look like (laughs) chain mail or whatever. Come on guys, just dropped a billion on this. Like, right. That's what I kept thinking. Like, is this (laughs) what a billion dollars buys? (laughs) That's, that's exactly what she just said out loud just now. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, that is, there is a funny thing there where you're like, yeah, what does a billion dollars look like? Mm -hmm. Because I think I heard somewhere that the, in, in infinity war and Endgame together cost a billion dollars and that and that um, checks out like okay yeah yeah like i'm okay about that that's like you know five or six hours total mm-hmm. um somewhere in there suitably uh,
1: epic yep
0: yeah and then you know versus like this is not quite twice that but it is like at least 50 percent more of that runtime and so you're having to stretch that out a little bit more mm-hmm. and You know, there's a handful of moments where it does feel like smaller scale than than like the Lord of the Rings movies Mm -hmm. um, in in a notable way. But then to me, there are enough big moments. You know, um, I've always said I'm a sucker for scale. And when they come into Numenor, for example, to me, that was one of those moments I felt like they hit it right. Yeah, Yeah, I would say this show maybe by and large, did scale better
1: than the Wheel of Time show. I mean, we have to do some comparisons here. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: for (laughs) sure. No, I mean, when I'm looking at this and I'm going like, to me, this succeeds overall in a way that I feel like Wheel of Time really didn't. I would Um, say both shows, as a full postmortem, as we're far
1: enough away from both of them, both of them disappointed me i yeah. mean like it's full stop like there were moments i enjoyed them there were moments i i thought they were good but they
0: disappointed well and and here here may be a key i and and you may have been the same way i don't know i had beyond low expectations i did. For i did the ring ring rings of i Power.
1: i didn't even watch it at first like i waited a few episodes like i
0: don't know if i want to even do this like and yeah, so I'm I'm with you on that for sure. Whereas I wouldn't say like I had super high expectations for the Wheel of Time. I think I had I, I had very appropriate expectations. Yeah. And so whereas the Wheel of Time did not live up to my expectations. Right. The, um, the
1: low expectations you had for Lord of the, the Rings of Power were. Yeah. Well, ex- I'd say
0: exceeded maybe. <laughs> yeah. Greatly. Um, yeah, I would sure. say. Yeah. I get, that. I get that. I think the dialogue was better. In uh, the Rings of Power. I think there uh,
1: are moments I would agree with that. I don't know. I just, it was, uh, maybe I'm just a little bit burned out on this type of television. I don't sure. Know. Like, um, yeah. I, I think
0: that's completely I valid. I think,
1: like, The Witcher had such better dialogue than either show, even though
0: it well, was ridiculous at times. Well, and, and I mean, to be fair, The Witcher is kind of in this little funny genre that like i really liked the honest trailer take on it where it was almost like this is more of a um, like modern take on like the xena and hercules TV oh shows. that's that's a good comparison and like because there is it does, it's not
1: as tied to all the high fantasy tropes exactly
0: and and there's a borderline silliness almost. Not like really, but, and it's hard to explain because it's like kind of like you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink to the yes. audience. Yeah, subtly. yeah. Right. You know, because, I mean, because some of the dialogue is ridiculous. um, Right, but you, like, you give it more of a pass. Like, whereas something like Rings of Power is trying
1: to be really earnest. Right, exactly. And so the bar is higher. If you're going to go for earnest, you have to really nail, like, stick the landing. Exactly. if you
0: don't, then it's awkward. (laughs) I was was talking about this with uh, a friend of mine this past week, just how, like, I, I love really absurdist comedy and, and different things. You know, I, I can get down on that. And I don't dislike realistic dramas. But what I've realized about myself is part of the reason why I have a harder time with them is because I am watching it with less of a suspension of disbelief. Yeah, than I am like, a good, a, uh... you know, something that is a little bit more genre, something that is a little more comedy. I'm going to be more forgiving because mm-hmm. it, it seems more self aware. Yeah. Whereas it's not um, trying
1: to take itself very seriously. Right. Yeah. That's a if, really if, good uh, way to think about it. I think I've had the same uh, impulse and I've never articulated it quite like that. I like that
0: a lot. Well, I think that's, I mean, you can take it or leave it, but honestly, that is a little bit of the secret of Marvel's success. Oh, oh. ah. Yeah. Because it, it it knows when to take itself seriously and it knows when to let off the gas and go. You know, wink She-Hulk. nod.
1: Yeah, She Hulk. Yes. I mean, because She Hulk, of course, as a character, is known for addressing the audience, breaking the fourth wall, and right. so they lean into it. Um, and that's not for everyone. I mean, that to that like going to that extreme. Oh yeah, sure. But I love it. Um, yeah, I think oh, yeah. that's a
0: really good point um uh, I'm, I'm totally uh, i really enjoyed shield it's funny because like people's reactions to that were so varied um, they were they were you know you you had i don't know i guess it's just polarizing there are some people that right. like they don't they're like expecting like- to see hulk
1: in the title they're like this is not what i would have yeah. thought hulk would be right <laughs> they don't know what it is yeah
0: Plus, I mean, some people just don't like meta humor, which is something I can't understand as a person, I can't
1: who either, yeah.
0: Loves meta humor. Um, I'm the same. Yeah, it's like they're just like, like it's like, why are we what are we doing here? Yeah. Like yeah. they don't see the point of it. Right. Yeah. And you know, I, I I love that kind of snaking his tail kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You Me know, too. then I mean like once something i i enjoy watching things that are that know what they are that are self-aware and you know meta humor is like the height of that to me Uh, it is when when they're able when you're able to make fun of your own formula that is that's always fun to me i mean like honestly it's why phineas and ferb was so hilarious to me (laughs) Uh, yeah it's because they would they established their kind of episodic formula and then they would turn it inside out and make fun of it and do you know, different ridiculous things with it. No, you're not supposed to say that. Oh, there you are, Perry. Um, <laughs> anyway, we watched The Burbs last night.
1: Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. You ever see that? No. It's made in 80, It's made in 1989 with Carrie Fisher. It's like so weird to see Carrie Fisher, like you know, a decade older, playing this like suburban mom. Mm-hmm. Um, it it terrified me as a child, and it's sort of horror comedy. It's mm-hmm. on Netflix, and uh, it is like that. It's just this wacky, zany. Horror comedy, like you know, the neighbor, the neighbors that moved in, we think are ex-murders, kind of thing, and yeah, there, it's like this is the height of eighties absurd humor, and also, you know, the dream sequence where Tom Hanks is being ritual sacrificed on like a giant gas grill, like (laughs) (laughs) just, and also stretching the bounds of what can be PG, like every, like there's sometimes I look at Rachel like this is this was 1989
0: PG like. PG-13, there was a very different standard back then. Um, Yeah, I love talking about that topic because it's one of these things where every now and then people will say, well, you know, these days PG-13 is practically R. And I'm like, (laughs) no, um, it's the opposite. The other, yeah, it actually, if if you actually look at it objectively, the opposite is very much true pg-13 has softened way beyond what pg mm-hmm. even was yeah
1: um, yeah it's like they realized they wanted to get as far away from r as possible because movie makers realized that r was in many cases the kiss of death when you're trying to make money on a movie oh yeah so they're like no i mean unless you're something like deadpool you're not gonna make money if you're R. <laughs>
0: like well yeah it's not it was, gonna work it's, out. It's interesting because, like, we in our lifetime have seen a lot of R rated, like, very popular movies. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because they seem to go back and forth, because after Deadpool. You know, there was like, I feel like this period of time where it was like, oh, so we got to make like R rated comic book movies, right? You know, it was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, some executives were saying, <laughs> like, well, this is
1: the formula. We need to do more of that.
0: <laughs> but it was like, no, no, no. It was, it was good because it was Deadpool, not mm-hmm. because it was R rated. Because there was and, violence and yeah, all yeah, that other stuff. It, it mm-hmm. worked because of that character. Yeah. Exactly. That's, you know, it, no, there was, there's actually a, um, a great YouTube video. I may have actually brought this up before because called uh, What Happened to PG 13. Oh, no. Um, okay. And it, this guy um, rolls out several examples of here's what PG looked like in the 80s. And it's the, the example I always give is uh, the original Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. um, was G, rated G. Whoa. And, that's crazy. Right? Like a guy gets like shot through the neck in it. And, and another guy gets like lobotomized. I mean, you off screen, but you see him with the patch in his head. There aren't and, many movies that actually get G anymore. I feel like, it's oh, like no. everything is yeah. PG. Like even your average
1: Disney movie is PG.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's, I mean, basically now G means like nothing happens in this movie. Uh-huh. Like Staring at a cactus for two hours. <laughs> right. right. Is, it better not
1: be a suggestively shaped cactus or something right. maybe. PG, yes, you know?
0: it's a very uh, a very androgynous cactus. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, androgynous cactus was the name of the cover band <laughs> I was part of. Well briefly. played. Well played. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of horror, uh-huh. um, M- Megan and I went to go see Megan. Oh, and, okay, um, all right. What'd you think? Yeah, we enjoyed it. I really i I had heard good things, but. I enjoyed it more as a film that had some stuff to say than I expected. It's not just a, you know, schlocky Chucky knockoff, even though it arguably is that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, And, and, and but it's much, much more than that. I didn't realize until um, we went to see the movie that it's supposed to be stylized with the E as a three, but the way that it's printed on the posters, it's like three lines. So, Um, So it just looks like an E. (laughs) Yeah. Megan stands for like, it was something third gen. And. Oh, I see. It was like M three gen. And so it looked like Megan. Okay. Um, uh, Like a lot of horror movies, there's plenty of times where it's, you can look at it and go like, but why, or why didn't they just, (laughs) you know, I mean, all horror movies involve people, usually several people being stupid you know, that yes. is That's a, like important. a requirement. Yep. Yeah. Like you can't have people being smart. Otherwise, the horror wouldn't happen. Yep. If you've seen the preview, you've basically seen the movie. There's not That's a lot fair. of surprises um, when it comes to like the horror aspects of it. I get annoyed by Netflix whenever i like you know, you start to see
1: the preview and they will show you almost every exciting moment in a movie. On a, for a Netflix right. movie, like, well, we just yeah. watched the movie, so that was five minutes of my time. I won't get
0: back. <laughs> I'm yeah, not gonna watch the movie now. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, like, but I will say that, in spite of that, like, you get the gist of like the horror story, but the thing that you don't get in the preview that I think is ma- makes this very unique is that there's actually a lot of commentary about the nature of our dependence. On technology, and not just like there's lots of movies that do that, but um, specifically emotional dependence on oh, technology. Yeah. Okay, I like that, and that's that's the thing that is kind of an interesting. If you've seen the previews, and you know the basic plot is this: girl has just lost her parents. She goes to live with her aunt. Her aunt is a um, robotics expert working for a toy company. She's developed this robotic doll, Megan, and assigns the doll to pair with her, her niece and tells her to make sure that no harm, emotional or physical comes to her. So it's like, yeah, what could possibly go wrong with that, right? <laughs> you need Asimov's um, three laws of robotics here real bad. Yes, exactly. Well, and then iRobot explored like what's the, you know, what's the, what happens logically because of Asimov's laws yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right. eventually. And I mean, essentially that that's kind of what plays out here. Anyway, so, uh, but what? What's more interesting than just like the you know little girl rob- robot going on a killing spree, is this discussion around how essentially the the aunt aunt character has developed this technology to kind of abdicate her responsibility as now the girl's parent. Ooh, and, ouch! <laughs> right?
1: Uh, yeah, that's uh, that is. Pointed. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: It's like, um, it's like
1: sit your kid in front of the TV or,
0: or iPad or yep. Yep. et cetera. Yep. You're getting it. That's really when she, for a brief period, shuts down Megan for a little bit. The reaction that the girl has is a tantrum that, you know, mm-hmm. I think any parent, aunt or uncle that has been around when a kid has had their ipad or iphone turned off yeah yeah whatever i mean like that's it's a tantrum based off of this kind of over reliance on you know needing that fix um and then even the way she she talks about wanting to see megan it's you know it's like a junkie wanting just another hit man man wow that's good yeah um there's actually a, a counselor that is checking in on um, Katie, the girl in it, and she brings up attachment theory, which I, w- I was saying afterwards, I think I've heard people talk about attachment theory in reference to just all of us with our phones, mm-hmm. like the, the way that we have become emotionally invested to, you know, feel most comfortable when we have our phones within arm's reach. Man, and, yeah, that is you real. Yeah. I've been trying. I've been trying for the last six months to just not
1: have my phone even in the bedroom at night. And at first, that was a very uncomfortable feeling. Like, what if I miss a text? What if I miss a phone call? What if I miss an important email? What if I just can't scroll Reddit for an hour? Yeah. (laughs) No kidding. Uh,
0: yeah, the attachment is real and it is rampant. Apparently, the, the screenwriter was a young woman and it was her first screenplay to get produced. Well, oh,
1: it sounds so. like it's way more cl- clever than it has any right to be as a oh, absolutely. Chucky like, knockoff.
0: Oh, exactly. <laughs> like um, my Megan was telling uh, me that uh, there was a, a screenshot, whether it was real or not, of Chucky, the account on Twitter or something, saying – Something about, you know, you can't congratulations to Megan on a great opening weekend, but you can't be the original or something like that. And that the Megan account tweeted, OK, Boomer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's good. That's
0: good. Uh, which I, I, I'm i like, you know what? I, I, I wasn't a big fan of Chucky anyway. It's just no, a, same, Yeah, slasher doll. This mm-hmm. actually has something to say. This is like, that's and great. that's to me. I didn't like horror growing up because I thought it was just this lame slashy slashy stabby stabby thing, and, and that's often because, was. Yeah, there was there weren't good horror movies coming out when we yeah. were kids. Yeah, and like whereas this actually there there have been so many good horror movies in like just the last five years. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, Get Out, The mm-hmm. Quiet Place, uh, It Follows. Uh, I was Baba gonna Dick. say It Follows. Yeah. Yeah. And all of those have something to say about a, a real human issue, and and that to me is really what horror can do in a way. It yeah, brings down like, these yeah, un-
1: Black Mirrors like that at times. Oh sometimes yeah, yeah. A, at times it's a little too much. I just it's it's unpleasant, and I don't want to watch it. Sometimes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. this is very Black Mirror ish mm. in, in kind of it its sounds like tone, but more horror clearly yeah, horror yeah. than just like
1: black mirror is just downright unpleasant like yeah. often like ah oh, man i don't enjoy this like i respect what yeah. you're doing and you may have a good message but i don't like it
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah that um, sounds pretty cool I, I would never have planned to watch that movie but uh, now i definitely want to so yeah it's cool
0: yeah you you get a uh, you get a little bit of the stereotypical horror but the the thing i was i was saying was the only there was only one person that reacted to the creepy robot doll the way that real people would and Mm -hmm. like and it was like a half moment where one random character is like oh my god you know like (laughs) like like that's the way real people that's like this is not
1: a product that would sell the market for anyone other than like i don't know someone who wants to Use it for target practice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly. Like,
0: place. like take it on, on earth, earth would actually gun to the, be like, to yeah, the let's put a robot in my kid's bedroom. Right. And that looks kind of terrifying, just the way she yeah. is normally. Yeah, that's the other thing about Chucky. Like, who is buying this doll? It's terrifying looking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah especially the one that is possessed by Brad Doreef. <laughs> the voice of Chucky is a guy that played Wormtongue in the uh lord of the rings movies oh wow yeah That's funny yeah Man. he's uh yeah you you don't re- he's not actually british or anything he's he's like from weird. boston or yeah, something yeah
1: that's so go weird go figure right this um, yeah. um, um but this talk about attachment to technology got me thinking have
0: you experimented much with chat gpt oh i haven't even dude I, I I haven't, but yeah, I've thought about you, it. You're familiar, of course,
1: with uh, the right, Red yeah. Definitely, I've spent a lot of time talking to Chad GPT because when this landed, it was a bit of a nuclear bomb in my industry, or at least... Right. In- to some people. It was like, there was just threads of people just dooming like FUD majorly. Like, this is going to like, I'm I'm sad because now our profession is over. This this robot, this program is going to write all the code. There's not going to be any more need for software developers, which is completely patently false in 20 or 30 years, maybe. But that, that joker, it makes some major
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: errors. And I have literally given him code, asked him a question about it. And he's given me a completely wrong answer. Other times he's given me some good stuff, but it's, it is uh, the thing about it to me. That's interesting is that don't know. I'm not assuming any, any knowledge or lack of knowledge. You know, this is this large language model, literally what it is doing. It is taking everything it's been trained on, which is up to September, 2021. And it is predicting the next token, the next word, you know, given a prompt, it is like, here is its best guess at words that would, that would look right, but it doesn't understand anything. And that's always been true of AI, but this one is like, it's just scarily right sounding. And there, yeah. are, you know, it's really good if you say, you know, the classic, you know, write a um, Shakespearean sonnet in the voice of Faulkner or whatever. And it will do mm-hmm. that and it will be really interesting. But then when you like, I literally, the other day, I asked it something I would Google. So I was like, how do I get the recipe for whatever it was, spicy eel in Stardew Valley? And it gave Mm -hmm. me an answer that looked right. It was like, well, you need to go to Linus and you need to give him gifts to get to his, you know, he'll give it to you. And I looked it up and it was totally wrong. Mm -hmm. But it was said in this confident, specific way that (laughs) was almost worse. And I think they're working on that. Um, But it is this... Microsoft has invested a billion dollars in them and they're talking about integrating it with Bing. Um, and you can see there being a use case because so often search engines have become this thing, this all-encompassing thing where you ask questions that you, you're not just like looking for websites, you're asking Google a question. Right. And if they can fix the factual inaccuracy problem, you can see how something like this. And since then, there have been several other AIs that have come out. And I think that AI, my prediction is that AI is going to be the new crypto bro thing <laughs> for the mm-hmm. next few years. Like the these unicorn startups in Silicon Valley are going to all be plastering AI all over their names and all over their mission statements. Like, you know, Long, what was it? Uh, Long Island Blockchain a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think it's a bit of Sturm and drong right now. It is interesting and it is a tectonic shift in kind of the landscape and not just this one also the stable diffusion all those you know mid-journey the 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 image ones um there are audio ones there are uh there's a couple different dolly and so it's interesting but it is uh but it isn't and i think google even came out and said code red you know we feel like this is a threat to our business model and it is to a degree but it isn't also like it's just the technology is um appears to be better than it really is to some degree right but I think that it will over the next few years, it just got me thinking about this. when We were talking about that movie is that it will change our relationship with technology even more. Like, well, the tendency will be to become even more dependent on it and to be even more, you know, you'll have these AIs will become kind of one. they will be everywhere, you know, in your toothbrush, quote unquote, maybe, maybe not. It won't be clear at all. When you read something on the internet, if someone wrote it, right. I actually, I mean, I gave this link to a buddy of mine who does social media for nonprofit, and he posted a couple of articles where he gave a prompt to ChatGPT, and it gave him back a competent article about something to do with homeless folks. Say, yeah, and I read it, and I wouldn't have known it was, you know, ChatGPT. And there have been people who have been writing code to try to like detect it, detect that, yeah, that that an AI wrote something, but it's just gonna. It's gonna it's gonna be different. I don't know. It's a Yeah.
0: interesting
1: area. Yeah, but you
0: know, of... we were in college over 15 years ago. Yeah. I can remember my sophomore year, my sociology professor pulled up a website that where a couple of guys had coded a technical paper generator. Mhm. And you just you put in your the names of who you wanted to be the author. And then it would just randomly generate a 30 page document that looked mm-hmm. like an engineering paper. And what was funny was they submitted it and like got it published somewhere. <laughs> Somebody just like, oh, this looks, yeah. this looks right. This looks,
1: well, yeah. looks like it could
0: be. <laughs> and so my professor, awesome. I, I don't know if he chose me because I was just first on the role or whatever, but was like put mine and his name into it and printed one out and, and he handed it to me at the beginning of class. Um, Oh my gosh. That made what? It looked like we had written this engineering paper and I read it and it's, it's complete nonsense. And if you know it's nonsense, it's easy to recognize. Yeah. But if you didn't and you weren't confident in the language, being used you'd be like Like, sure that sounds right to me you know yeah that yeah that could totally be a thing. so
1: i i I know that that's that has been possible for a while and like that and that will continue to be a problem the difference here is that this this especially this particular chat gpt they've been like people have shown it could pass the bar just right. asking it questions and, and grading its answers. It could maybe pass an AP computer science course. You know, it might not get an A+, but it could pass. Um, it could compete in some of these like programming challenges against real mm-hmm. people and not win, but not do terrible.
0: <laughs> like, No, I, I saw a video of a, a lawyer talking about how really he thinks the people that need to be most concerned. It's funny that, you know, you're talking about, coding he thinks lawyers oh yeah 100 percent
1: lawyers yeah lawyers, lawyers that's and a good, accountants yeah that's anything are. that is repeatable or is that that is just a, a document together in a specific way you know crossing your eyes and dotting the t's
0: yeah so to speak and so he's saying like we're going to move back to a place back to blue collar <laughs> like yeah. yeah um not yeah. not totally but I mean, because we're always going to need people to maintain stuff. For one thing, I actually don't believe that we're ever going to achieve robot sentience or or, artificial sentience. I, I mentioned uh, Carmack, and uh, maybe in the last episode, John Carmack, the Doom guy.
1: He just got twenty million in funding, and he didn't need it. He's rich, but he just kind of said he wanted to get someone else's money to force him. He actually was a really good interview with him by Lex Friedman. I love one of his best, one of the best interviews I've heard on uh, Lex Friedman's podcast. Where, but he his stated goal, his he made his own, he started a new company, Keen Software, Commander Keen. Uh, his goal is. AGI, artificial general intelligence. Like he's like, I'm gonna take a shot at it while I still have a brain <laughs> before I get too old. I feel like I, if anyone has a, he's sort of like if anyone has a shot, I think I have a shot. Hmm. And he's like, you know, he just he he's really believes that. You know, we just have to have that flash of insight, like the technology's there. It's just the right combination. But yeah, I, I think we'll
0: get something that feels like you're talking to a person.
1: Yeah. When chat GPT is it's there, it's like at times it does. It's like, man, this thing really yeah is responding in a way like a person would, but it's just dumbly reading tokens. I mean, it's just trying to guess the next right. token based on, you know, this huge database of information and uh, previous guesses, you know, it's training. But yeah, it's not really, it's not really thinking. It's not really a person.
0: Right. And that's the, that's the thing that I'm like, I'm
1: doubtful of. Like yeah, that, and, it, and it's like, at some point, what's the difference? Like, does it matter almost? Right. Know, but, but it is a Yeah. Fair I mean, point. for the
0: purpose like, I don't understand people that would want to make that a goal anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's I, a
1: fair I, question. And It's like, I mean, it, I guess maybe to some degree, it's like the history books kind of thing. Like just to see if it can be done. Carmack made his money on doom, you know, he's, he's doing his quote unquote, gentleman scientist thing. And he like, I think it's just a, he really takes a a kind of optimistic view on it. Like, this could be good for humanity, and we could do it right. And, you
0: know, all the, the
1: doom and gloom around people talking about super artificial super intelligences nonsense and it will never be a problem and that's probably yeah, over optimistic well, there's a degree to
0: which i think he and i are me. on the same level there where i've heard other people say you don't have to worry about ai taking over the world what you have to worry about is people yeah. using ai yeah. to do nefarious things and yeah, for sure that's where, where i think like when you're talking about i mean i think to some degree you're already seeing that in the way that we're uh, on, on a large scale the way that just ads are being used. So yeah. Yeah. More or less. Well, anyway, we can get into it and it could start sounding a little more totally. political than I no, want to no. go. I
1: think it's funny. You know, every time like I was talking to my, my coworkers about like, oh, how could we use AI? And every time we would come up with a use case I'm like, but we could do that without AI, too. We could do that with just a regular program. And so it's funny how many things, how far you can get, uh, how advanced, how complex you can you can make a system without something even remotely like AI. Uh, yeah, but now of course you know, we're going to look to tra- everyone. <laughs> the thing going to is going to be for the next few years. I'm pretty confident in this that every company is going to be trying to staple AI onto things.
0: <laughs> oh well, I feel like that's already the case. I mean, I saw one. When- I,
1: I think it's being it's going to be supercharged where before yeah, it was yeah. like we're going to yeah, make you know, remake um, DNS and blockchain or whatever. I think I think Sam Bankman fried and FTX has pretty much. I'm sorry if there's any crypto lovers out there. I think crypto is done. I mean, maybe Bitcoin will hang on, Ethereum. But I think for the vast majority, the, you know, we're in crypto winter. It's the end of the cryptocurrency boom. I sure hope it's so. Gonna it's going to be AI all in now, and everybody's going to be throwing money at AI. It's
0: nothing but bad for the economy. Yeah. Oh,
1: man. I agreed. Yeah, agreed. At least, um, like with AI, like it, there's still a question of like, okay, how is this really going to be useful? But it's a, to me at least, it's a little more obvious. It's a little more clear what the use cases could oh, be yeah. than for cryptocurrency, where it's like you guys yeah, are just yeah, trying to get oh, rich, for sure. aren't
0: you? And no, that was, I, a, I saw that
1: was 100 percent the case.
0: I saw, I think it was like a TikTok of this woman who's coding, and she was writing the uh, headline explanation of what our code did and at first uh, it said we use a recursive algorithm to yada 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 and then um, and then it's like the next shot is like PR comes in backspaces recursive algorithm writes in artificial intelligence or machine learning one of these buzzwords <laughs> you know um, <laughs> right and it's yeah well I I, well, I predict you're right and I also predict that the people that are coding this stuff are gonna hate it they're going to like hate that it's all being reduced to artificial intelligence yeah. because sure. that takes yeah. the emphasis off of the brilliance it takes to create these oh, complex man. algorithms.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's funny. You look at what they did. They've written up what they did, and they're, they've they taken sort of existing somewhat boring technology, and they just combined it in a new way. And the scale at which they – the quote-unquote number right. of labels, it's the the – the scale, the, the amount of computation they're able to do is where the magic has started to happen. Really, in a lot of ways, they're using, they're building on this foundation of decades of, of research. They're, they're, they're doing incredible work. And but people are or people do want to just hand wave, oh, magic, it's AI, it's magic. But right. No, yeah. No, man. These guys working hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, then, and right now it's free. And Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI, the company who put out this chat GPT, was like, and it is eye wateringly expensive. So sooner or later, we're going to have to start charging for it. Wow. But right now, there's got that VC money, that Microsoft money actually. So
0: yeah. money. um is there anything else that yeah, uh, we sort
1: of veered <laughs> off the off topic there no well, enjoy it's, it. it's
0: it's off topic i mean we can it go is. Anywhere.
1: no i didn't want to talk about much else um my kids have been into pokemon go lately which is taking me back to whenever 2016 <laughs> yeah um, oh, it's man. nice it gets them out walking and you know yeah for we're, sure we're no like, i go to the I, playground and we'll catch some pokemon and <laughs>
0: No, I I, uh, remember that well. It helped me lose weight, actually, back when that came out. Had some motivation to walk around and do something.
1: Yeah, the only other thing I was going to say, so there was this study, this happiness study, been in the headlines this weekend. Uh, this, mm. so this Harvard study was the longest running study on human happiness. Um, it's like totally politically incorrect. Cause it was like a bunch of Harvard white guys from the thirties that they studied their whole life. And they studied some like poor kids from Boston too. And they combined these two studies. And so they were showing that really their conclusion is that social, like strong social bonds are one of the best things for your health. Like can help if you have strong social bonds, it helps predict not getting diabetes, not having a heart heart disease, <laughs> making more money over your lifetime, all these things. And um it just it you know, anytime I hear something like that, I'm like it just confirms how important it is to have people in your life. And you mm. know, I just wanted to say, Will, you know, you're one of my longest like friends for the longest to one of the longest times and I just I appreciate you.
0: <laughs> no, Sam, you're getting all
1: mushy on me. Maybe, maybe, you know, these podcasts are like going to help me not get diabetes
0: or something. <laughs> uh, man, I wish you could help me with that based off of my last doctor's appointment. Oh, I need that I, help. I need, I need to go. I haven't been in, <laughs> oh, dude. I haven't um, been in years. But no, I, I was going to say, I mean, I, I remember meeting in, in 10th grade and I had been just really in need of better friends. And, I felt like that year I, I got to be close with several folks um yeah yeah but same. uh but i was i was so grateful to have you in my english class and <laughs> yeah man um it's good it's good stuff yeah, the, yeah, whatever I'd, I'd, else
1: i'd come from the private school down the road which was i did not fit in there let me tell you man that was uh, the country club school was not where sam belonged
0: Whew. Well, and it was funny because I'm sure your parents put you there because they assumed that it was like better academically, and it which was, was not, not really the case. Not in any way. Yeah, not uh-huh. at all. Yeah, that was such a, a funny thing mm-hmm. because I remember you talking about how like you're not good at math and like you were like the best at math and <laughs> <the> <laughs> exactly. math class. I was like, there's something wrong here, man. Yeah, oh, man. Exactly. Well, why don't you close us out?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you have any thoughts on, I don't know, the Megan movie or OpenAI's ChatGPT GPT or <laughs> anything else we've talked about here. Rings um, of Power. Yeah, Rings of Power. Hit us up. Uh, hit us up uh, stuff at tsmpodcast.com. Podcast TSM on all of them socials, although I guess we're not on Mastodon, no toots, right? No. <laughs> I've thought about getting on that, but I don't do social media anyway, so I don't I don't need to quit Twitter like everyone else because I'm not on Twitter to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our website, podca- uh, TSM, tsmpodcast.com. Uh, there is a yellow donate button, upper left-hand corner. If you'd like to help us out, keep the lights on, we'd appreciate it. But if not, you know, we are... Absolutely happy you're here. And until next time, Ty Sharman